Welcome to Emerge Dynamics. Emerge Dynamics. The podcast for those who manage and invest in middle market private companies across the globe. globe. We're telling the stories of the unsung champions who take enormous risks every day to weave the fabric of our societies. Those visionaries who serve our communities by delivering products and services to their customers in better ways than they could have otherwise had. Those who collectively, from the multi-trillion dollar largest market on the planet and create the jobs that feed more families than any other organization could ever hope to. We're diving into the dynamics of what makes these organizations thrive, what makes some of them emerge from their peers and create incredible returns and impact on their communities. This is Emerge Dynamics. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Emerge Dynamics podcast. We've got another action-packed uh, <laughs> conversation here. Uh, I am David Cusimano here with Eric Wingerer. Hey, David. Good to be here. And today we're going to talk about tactics and actions. Uh, this is the end uh, or the final, I guess, part of our VMOSTA process, that our MVOSTA process that we've been going through the last several episodes. Um, before we get into that, Eric, I'd love if we could just do a quick follow-up on strategy. strategy. There's something I forgot to say that All I think right. is so important. All right. um, and um, well, underscoring the importance of strategy, there's a quote I wanted to share. Uh, okay. And for anyone who has been listening regularly has probably come to realize that I have quotes to share often. <laughs> I, uh, I guess I, I feel like there are people who have more wisdom than me. Um, and so here's another quote to share. Uh, I think it was Isaac Newton who said, if I have seen further, it is because I stood on the shoulders of giants. Right. So if we can stand on the shoulders of giants, which I feel like I often need to do, then we should. So um, here's a quote from Gary Sutton who wrote The Six-Month Fix. It's a fascinating book all about um, fixing companies that are in trouble. And in his chapter, one of his chapters is called Specialize or die. Oh, pretty severe. And uh, he has some pretty, um, pretty blunt words in this chapter that I want to share. And I think they really underscore the importance of getting your strategy right. And when I've shared this with people who own companies in the past, I will often um, frame it as in, let's hear what Gary has to say, because I, I don't <laughs> want you to think I'm saying, <laughs> but um, what, what he says. He says, nobody can be all things to all people. The dumbest words in business are either full product line, no job too big or too small, or one-stop shopping. Mm. That proves the company is exceptional at nothing. <laughs> since it does more than anybody else, it does it all worse. <laughs> and since it does more, it has more overhead. The lifespan for companies with poor service and high overhead is best measured by a stopwatch. Oh. Yeah, that hits. This is coming from a guy who's turned around numerous, numerous companies in his career. And that's his takeaway. Yeah. And um, it's blunt, kind of punches you in the gut. Uh, I think there's a very big element of, uh, of truth in, in what he's saying. Oh, absolutely. And... I, I recently was talking with a company 
um, about this very same thing, and and I put this on a slide. I said, let's see what Gary has to say, right? And we had a conversation about that. And the company, as a result of that conversation, dropped one of its product lines. Yeah. Which was incredibly difficult to do because they looked at the revenue that they got from this product line. I said, but we will lose that revenue if we stop doing this. And we have to do it because we can get more revenue. Um, but they went ahead and dropped it. Do you know what happened? Profit went up. Profit went up. The company got stronger. So, well, how does that happen? Well, because they spent all these hours that they were spending on a distraction, on something they were just good at, and now we're spending those hours on something that they are great at. Great at, yeah. Today, yeah. their profit's up 40%. Yeah, yeah. So amazing. Well, and David, that, that also speaks to what we've, uh, we've been saying along here is that this whole process of planning um, is to help us not just to what are we going to do, but what are we not going to do? Right. It's, that's, that is as important as what are we not going to do. Yeah. And I think that speaks exactly mm-hmm. to that. I don't know if we brought it up, but Steve Jobs had a quote about focus. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me, so I don't have the exact words, but he says, uh, you know, people think focus is, uh, is choosing the, uh, you know, choosing the right thing to do. It's just, it's not it at all. It's choosing what not to do. Not to do. Yeah. Right? So it's yeah. saying no a thousand times. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. Saying no a thousand times. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I just wanted to bring that up. I, after we've recorded the last podcast episode, I, I just realized, oh no, I didn't share that. This is, that's such a powerful line from, from Gary Sutton. I wanted to make sure and bring it up. So, yeah. Um, now I feel better. It's off my chest. Good. <laughs> we can go to tactics and actions. We all feel better now. We all feel better now. So tactics and actions are, um, are things that I think a lot of organizations will go straight to them. If they do any of this at all, they'll often just jump right into, let's start. Let's get tactical. Let's get yeah. tactical, right? It's, yeah. it's temptation yeah. to get tactical. And for the organizations that resist that temptation and first are not the mission, vision, objectives, strategy, the tactics are so much more powerful. Yeah. Because otherwise you risk these tactics being gimmicks, right? And not productive actions that really enhance the value of the company. Well, I'm just speaking to that point that you just raised. Um, The quote that you just raised is that um, if you go directly to the tactics, you don't get to see those through the overarching lens of the company's vision, mission, objectives, and strategies. And so you can be doing a lot of things that are really not going to support that. Um, and, and you can be all over the place. Um, and so, um, you know, another thing as we move into those tactics and actions, it's, it's to remind ourselves that really the things that we've talked about today, you know, the vision, the mission, the objectives, and the strategies for the company, those are really those overarching company level um, mm-hmm. things that you're planning. Right. Now, as we move into the tactics and, and the actions, we start getting into the functional areas of the company and how do those tactics and actions uh, in each of these functional areas, what are they, and, and but how, most importantly, are they supporting that mission, vision, objectives, mm-hmm. and strategies that you develop overall from a company's perspective? Right, absolutely. 
Um, so, so we're starting to get to where it's almost like the, uh, the who's going to do what. Yes. Yes. We are, we've already done the, 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 the why and, and all that. Now we're getting into the what, but it's got to be in support of that ultimate mm-hmm. why. Um, and we talked too, David, about all of this is a process of peeling back uh, the onion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess another thing that I say all the time is, is we don't want to get into the ready, fire, aim approach, which is what you were just saying mm-hmm. is, is that when we get tactical right away, mm-hmm. we become the, the ready, fire, aim guy. And, uh, and what we want to do is put the aim first. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to sit on the aim forever and ever, but we want to make sure that we, we know what we're, we're aiming at so that when we get tactical and we pull the trigger, that we're doing it for the right reason mm-hmm. and on the right target. Absolutely. So as we go through tactics and actions, we go through them in functional areas of the company. Yeah. Right. And, and there's four that we've thought about, and I'm sure people could think about others or, or bucket them differently. But the four that, that we've really thought about are, you know, one is marketing and sales. Yes. Um, marketing and sales are not the same thing, but no. <laughs> we can talk about them, I think, within the same session or the same, same bucket for this purpose. Uh, the next is people, then operations. And then finance. We could probably do legal along with finance, yeah, but again, legal is not finance either. But no. um, there, there's probably but it's more of the the administrative back office uh, right. side of the company. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, do you want to talk to us a little bit, Eric, about like I guess going through that marketing, staying in that marketing sales uh, bucket for for laying out tactics and actions? Um, what 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 do what does someone do first? How do they Begin that. Well, like as, as an example, I think marketing, uh, some pe- something that people always talk about is, well, what's your target market? Um, mm-hmm. And we, we could spend a whole podcast just on yeah. you know, making sure that companies understand their target market, because if, if not, you know, we can be all over the place. But um, tactic uh, for marketing strategy um, would be uh, to define uh, or refine your target market, let's say. That's that's one example. Another might be once you've defined that target market, one of the next steps is, is what are the channels that are available to you, the marketing channels, in order for you to reach that target market. So set your target market, set uh, you know what channels that you're going to approach. Um, those would be the tactics that are associated with the marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, component. Then, you know, once you go beyond uh, identifying those targets, now you're going to get specifically into the actions that are in support of that. So, uh, do I need to do a market survey? Uh, do mm-hmm. I need to hire a marketing company? Yes. Do uh, you know? Do I need to do market research? All of those things mm-hmm. would become then actions in support of those um, those tactics. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm thinking. Um, an example um, of, of someone I know with an Italian restaurant, and um, you know, I think so many restaurants can get caught up in, um, in 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 the tactics, right? So, if you're an Italian restaurant, you know, one one tactic you might have is let's do some print advertising, right? And you might run run some special, run a special yeah. like on Thursday, it'd be t- meatballs are twenty percent off, night. right? Uh, right, yeah. and and. That may be 
good, but it also often becomes like a gimmick, right? Mm-hmm. And and the only way to get more, <laughs> and, and you might even get some extra revenue on Thursday when you do, when you do your twenty percent off meatballs, mm-hmm. uh, but not then, necessarily extra profit. But, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. And then and then you the only but the only way you can go from there is to to, to replicate that is to do it again. Right. Right. Uh, and then, and then do it again and then again. And before long, your meatballs are always 20% off and everyone just perceives. And everybody was coming on yeah. your Thursday, uh, meatball special. And, and they start perceiving, night. well, you just have cheap meatballs, right? <laughs> Which is maybe not what you want. Uh, unless you have, unless your core competency is really, I'm better than anyone else at making ch- meatballs cheaper than anyone else. Then maybe you might want to go that route. But for most of them, and if you think about, if we if we designed and say, look, what people are coming for is not the meatballs. They're coming for this experience. Yeah. They're coming for, if it's an Italian restaurant, there's probably a bit of an, of an ethnic experience that they want to step out of their world and step into Italy a little bit. Yeah. And, and um, you know, at dinner have their most, you know, we have often have some very uh, great conversations with people closest to us over dinners, right? And so once the restaurant develops a strategy around that and a vision around what they're trying to create and a strategy around what they're trying to create, now their tactics and actions have so much more meaning, yeah. right? So maybe now my print advertising, whatever channel I pick is now, it's going to have a different message, yeah. right? It's going to be more around come have an experience that you're not going to have at any other restaurant here. Come have an experience and that, that no other, even Italian restaurant is going to deliver, right? So words like authentic. Um, and maybe when you run a special, it's not 20% off meatballs. It's, um, I don't know, it's going to be um, an extra, you know, special type of food that is celebrated at a certain season of Italy and you're, yeah. come, come celebrate this with us, right? Yeah. So yeah. it becomes a whole different reason for why you should walk in this door. Yeah. Right. Um, so I just think of that as an example of maybe some tactics and actions that can be much different because someone has first built the, the Vimos yeah. <laughs> out first. Yeah. No, no. I get, and uh, by the way, Italian food is pro, is my favorite. Um, uh, being, being married to an Italian woman, I, I just grew up in it. And, uh, you know, one of the things, just as, as an experience, I've been over there and one of, one of my experiences walking into a restaurant, which is very common over there is a lot of times there's not even menus, right? You, you, you sit down and then all of a sudden they just start feeding you. Feed me. You know, and, <laughs> and it's like, and you just know, I mean, it's a, it's a kind of one price type of thing, but it's like, they're going to feed you. Um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a cool thing. And I'm not saying that that's, you know, what you do, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's, that's the type of thing where how do you step in, as you said, uh, into that experience of, of Hey, I'm here in the United States. I'm here in New Orleans, coming wherever wherever I may be. How do I step into an, an experience in Italy? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, so that that's maybe some examples of within marketing, some tactics and actions, right? So the actions would come down to Sally is going to post this on Facebook, right, and she will do it by this date, right. Right, right. Uh, Bob. Or here's our calendar. These are the days that we're going to do these certain events or whatever right. it may be. Yeah. Right, exactly. And then, but what is she posting? It's going to be all about, hey, come celebrate this, this new experience or this new menu item or this seasonal thing, right? right. Um, and not to say there's never going to be a discount associated, but uh, but it's it's not all about just like cheapening our stuff. Right. Uh, it's about celebrating this experience we can deliver. So I think, you know, Sally will do this by this date. Bob will do this by this date, right? Um, yes. and, and so I think in what we talked about when we talked about objectives, which I think is worth bringing up again because it's even more important now, is making sure that every one of these 
has got an accountability, accountable person, and a date. Yes. Right? Because uh, when more than one person is accountable, no one no, is. No, no one <laughs> Right? Right. I can right. blame you, Eric. You and me were accountable, and it's Eric's right. fault, right? And right. so, right. Um, it's all, so we have to have always one person accountable, and always uh, have something actionable that's associated with this action, and then have a date, um, date and time when yeah. when it will be done. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a lot of times I've seen in organizations, and I've been guilty of this myself many times. I have to be cognizant every time I think through this, about being disciplined about it. Is it's easy to start saying things like. Okay, we're one. You know, we're going to get better at. I don't know. Um, we're going to improve our customer experience. That'll be an action. It's like that's that's great, and you should. But we need to have something actionable. We need to actually understand when we haven't improved our customer experience. Right? What does that mean? Like, I guess technically, I could smile tomorrow morning a little bit more, and I've improved customer experience, and I'm done. Right? But what? What does that actually mean? So with each of these, it's very important. Make sure it's actionable. The action is actionable. It's not just a, a wish. Right. 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 And then it's who's doing it and when's it going to happen? Well, and then, and then lastly, how are we going to measure whether or not we've got success? Mm-hmm. Some things are just, hey, I checked, I checked it off. Yes, I did that. There's others that in order for us to understand if, if we're meeting the ultimate objective there is, is we have to have some other measurement there. Right. Uh, you know, it may be satisfa- customer satisfaction, uh, you know, and things of that nature. A lot of time, those are, I mean, they're always tied also to the other components, like the objectives. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we should have the measurable means that we're going to say, hey, we, we have... We are continuing to improve in this particular area. We have to have some type of, of way to measure that along the way. And, and now here's a, an example. I think this is a great example because we we talked about sales and marketing. There's also people, operations, finance, legal. Here's a people example. Um, is we can within our our people um, competency in our organization, we can maybe come up with that um, we need to improve employee engagement. Right, and maybe that one might be an action, or maybe a people tactic about. Yeah. and then there are actions around that. Well, one of the measuring employee engagement is notoriously difficult. Yeah, it's like I know I want my employees to be more engaged, and I have some ideas of ways to do it, but I don't really know if I've done it. Right, right? Uh, and one example of something actionable that can be done is a uh, you know employee net promoter score. Net promoter score, yeah. right? Um, and so that's something I think we'll we'll unpack, and uh, probably another episode about you know net promoter score, how to use that for customers and employees. But you actually show up with a score. Your your your, customer, your employees will do a survey, and they'll actually get a score. And so you've now got something quantitative to attach to where my employee engagement is now and where I need it to be. Right. And, and what's then, happened over this period of time? Has it gone up? Has it gone down? Has it stayed flat? Yeah. Right. And so now you can talk to Sally. You are accountable for this, right. This, uh, I guess, tactic, I guess, right? And what actions will you do uh, to improve this, this score? And, you know, what is our goal to get it there? So we know six months from now, the score went from 20 to 40. We've done it. Right. 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 No, yeah. that's an example. So, so, you know, that's a, that's a marketing Example. That's a that's a that's a people example. Um, you know, again, some of the, one of the other functional areas, finance uh, and, and accounting. It 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 may be um, 
we we we've got to get in order for us to uh, to help the company make better business decisions. We have to uh, improve the accuracy and timeliness of our financial reporting. Um, we have to be able to not only report on that looking in the rearview mirror, but we also need to be able to then look at what are the KPIs that help us to look forward and help right. us to make big, better decisions. So those would be the tactical, both the tactical and the actions uh, that are associated, say, with the finance and accounting department. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and But again, ultimately, those, those things have to come back to one of those company main company overarching objectives yes. that we're trying to hit that we've outlined in this earlier stage of the of the Vmosta process. Absolutely. I'm and and I'm thinking of an operations example because we haven't we haven't touched on that one yet. Just to fill that that out so we've hit each each area here is let's suppose part of our strategy is you know we've done we've walked through blue ocean, we've walked through um, you know, our Venley diagram, and we've understood that part of what we need to deliver is, um, you know, an experience where the product is going to show up, you know, on time. And, and maybe in our industry, that's not necessarily the thing, right? If, if you think about what FedEx did or what Amazon did, right? It, it used to be it was days to get stuff. And all of a sudden, part of Amazon's experience is it shows up in two days, yeah. right? So maybe yeah. if we can go down that and say, okay, so if, if now we've, dis, dis, we've understood that getting stuff to people in two days is part of the experience we're delivering to people and part of why they show up here and keep clicking over and over, well, now our operations team, you know, we, we take that through to one of our objectives is very much going to be around, well, we've got to make sure we've got two-day delivery. And then when this follows our operations team, the tactics and actions are going to be things like, um, you know, how do we arrange our warehouse in a way that you can find the stuff quicker and get it on the truck faster, right? How can, how, and uh, how do we make an action around um, reducing misshipments or grabbing the wrong box or, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, making sure our drivers make only the right turns as I think FedEx and UPS do, right? So, <laughs> uh, but, the, but that's, I think, an example where we can maybe tie strategy all the way back down to, okay, now operations tactics come out. It's not just blindly like, hey, let's run our trucks better. Let's do this. Let's do that. It's, hang on. Our whole organization is going to compete and win and really meet customers' needs in a way no one else is because as part of our experience we're delivering, stuff's going to be on time. Right. And now our operations right. team, especially in an Amazon, is critical. Now they've got tactics and, action, tactics and actions they know they need to fulfill. And, and there's a clear measurement uh, of, of that, you know, where you're statistically keeping, you know, what, what is the number of days to delivery, um, you know, Goodness, right? When you got Amazon and these today, I mean, we, we have that at our fingertips. Uh, right. What's our what's our average delivery time? Um, so yes, that that that's a, a great example. And fortunately, today software is coming out that's making more and more smaller businesses able to do the same things as uh, as some of these bigger players, which is which is a lot of fun. Um, so we've been talking about tactics and actions here for a bit. Let's. And we've given some examples. I think they're good examples. But let's talk about if we could shift gears for a minute to, okay, an organization says, okay, I want to do this. I want to now build out tactics and actions for my organization. How long should they be scheduling their team to sit in the room? You know, what, what, how, how should that go? Wow. Um, well, first and foremost, what uh, we need to be assuming is that we've, we've gone through 
the rest of the process, right? right. The so company do this before. This is not yes. this be done. This is this is not the ready fire aim situation. So I think a lot of it is going to depend, David. Uh, I mean, I, that's a that's a weak uh, response, but you know it depends. But uh, but it does. It depends on um, how many people do you have on on your team. How much of this is uh, you know are you a uh, you know, just a business owner and you've got a couple of people on your staff that are doing the majority of, of the work and they, they, they may have five hats that they're wearing. You know, they want, one may be doing finance and accounting and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and legal administration. One may be doing operations and one may be sales and marketing. So, um, a lot of that, uh, depends. I would say, you know, the process is, is one in which we've talked about before is it's always better to have someone facilitate that process mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to basically to help with the with the flow of the discussions to organize those discussions to be able to document that and and circle that back to the team to make sure that yes we have the thumbs up that is what we agreed to uh, et cetera, et cetera and that 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 process for documentation continues on because I, we all know uh, the biggest one of the biggest challenges when you're going through this process is not writing it down. If you don't write it down, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think, you know, that is one of the keys to this. So you've got to have somebody who is, who is able to do that, to take you through that process, to help facilitate that. And, you know, the, but from the team standpoint, I'd say you got to chunk it. Um, you know, you, you, you have that, uh, two to three hour session on, you know, your vision and, and, mm-hmm. and mission and, you know, the, the objectives and the strategies, um, you know, that might take, uh, you know, a little bit more because as you, as you, as we always say, as you peel back the onion, mm-hmm. um, you're going to get deeper and deeper into that. Um, and then, uh, you know, having the, the whole team, uh, for those, all those company wide things is, is mission critical to have mm-hmm. all of them together because there's, you know, there's, there's inputs from all of those, uh, you know, you know, different areas. And, but once you get there and get all the company, uh, uh, vision, mission, objectives and strategies all defined. Now, when you start getting into the tactics and the action, if you've got good, strong leadership in those functional areas, that's when they can start to bring more of their team into mm-hmm. play and they can have those meetings. Um, and they don't have to then, they can be working simultaneously, if, if you will. So, you know, the, the, the ability to build that out while each one of those areas is going to take, uh, time, uh, effort, meeting time, it, it starts to be able to flow simultaneously, if you will, mm-hmm. because, You've identified all those company-wide mm-hmm. uh, mission, vision, uh, objectives, and strategies, and everything else now is in support of that. And, and I think it, it probably bears mentioning how how often do you do this? So we think about mission and vision; those don't change, or, or when they do, this is a seismic shift of who we are type of change, right? Right. Which usually won't happen in the life of the business or if it does it's because we're living in a different world now and who we are is becoming different right this this is very very rare um i mean maybe years and years go by before that happens Uh, you know objectives strategy um especially objectives you know you might you might meet objectives you know within a few years you might accomplish an objective and you're talking about a new one tactics and actions this is all stuff within a year Right. Yes. Or even within months. Yes. So yeah. 
uh, I mean, some uh, there's, there's there's probably this is at least a minimum of an of an annual look, and probably at least a quarterly just refresh. Well, yeah, I think. Actually, it, what, what if yeah, I no, no, no again, yeah, when you, when you start right. componentizing it, so so the uh, the vision mission, as you said, you would very rarely have changed that. So once you've done that, that's kind of that's kind of set. That's your overarching guiding uh, post, if you will, for mm-hmm. the for the company. The objectives, as you said, those might be uh, anywhere from two, three, four years mm-hmm. out, um, and so you know you want to be touching base on mm-hmm. you know. Hey, how are we doing on these? You want to have this constantly in front of everybody. Um, you want to have your measurements there, probably at least quarterly. Yeah, so um, you're checking. You know, you're checking. You're checking your, your, your how, compass. You're, you're going. That's right. Your compass. That's right. Hey, are you checking? Am I? Am I north? You know. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and then you know the same thing with the strategies, the strategy and objectives, are kind of along those time frames. The tactics and the action is when you really, as, as you said, you're, you're getting much more uh, micro. Um, and, and could be, uh, you know, uh, in the months, in the weeks, in, uh, in a year. And so, uh, this is where you're starting to have your regular, uh, weekly, monthly meetings, uh, with the teams. And some of those are going to be based on the, the functional areas. They're going to have their separate team. But then, you know, organization wide, uh, you're going to have to have a touch base where, those people who are responsible for those particular functional areas are going to have to be able to report up at a, at a company-wide mm-hmm. uh, level how we're doing. And whether that's, you know, a quick weekly touch base, uh, if, if it's monthly, is it quarterly, it's all going to depend on uh, the nature of the business, the, uh, the, the level of detail, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the main thing with all of this, once you start getting into this Level is now you've taken your your strategy and you've made it come alive, mm-hmm. and so now your 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 operational planning and your strategic planning yes. are really well it's a symbiotic relationship, mm-hmm. right? And so they're not going off in different directions. and And we talk about this all the time, David. Is that you know people talk about, oh man, I don't have time to do strategy, right? Because I'm putting out fires every day. It's like, yeah, you're going to be putting out fires every day, but when we Take and step back, um, whether that's weekly, monthly, however we do that, we have to do that regularly to make sure that we're touching base to our overarching strategy. Why are we doing what we're doing uh, and how are we doing and what are the roadblocks? And that's what this process, overarching process of strategic planning and operational planning is all mm-hmm. about. Well said. Well, well, I think I think on that uh, I, I I couldn't add to it if I wanted, so uh, we we we'll call that a uh, an episode. So I, I hope folks um, can can uh, are are getting a takeaway of you know here's how you think about this, um, but this one especially more than the others is going to be you're going to be with your team in a room and you're going to be you're going to be writing down specific things right um and this will take some time it could be all day in a room could be half a day in a room depends on your team how big they are uh how how uh, how big the team is um but this is this is super important and this is what i think launches you on to um now successfully executing like you said strategy coming alive yeah that's wonderful so um all right so um with that we're done with uh mvosta we're gonna go on uh, we're going to um Maybe we can do is do a follow up summary episode, a short one, yeah. uh, and then we're going to go on to some some other topics after that, which are going to be, of course, these are all related and, and intertwined. 
But I think it's going to, um, I'm, I'm excited too about, you know, some other specific topics that can help us bring all this to life. So that's Beautiful. it for today. All right.